Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here in my office with my Bible open to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. We've been talking about the transforming power of praise and thanksgiving and how praise and thanksgiving aligns our perspective with God's perspective, with truth, and creates a pathway for God to change our hearts and renew our minds. Now, the passage I want to look at today shows how praise and thanksgiving releases God's power to change the spiritual atmosphere in such a way as to see breakthroughs and victories won. As we study the scriptures, it's a huge practical help when we see that for every New Testament principle, there is an Old Testament picture. 2 Chronicles 20 contains one of those pictures that illustrate the power that is released when God's people praise him. So 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 4 says this, After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Mayunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Engedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. So there's the situation. A vast army is coming against God's people who are being led by King Jehoshaphat. And as they gather from every town to seek the Lord, God speaks and assures them of his deliverance. In verse 17, God says to them, You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. All right. Well, that sounds great. But now comes the actual plan. And this is when it gets pretty interesting. Verse 21, after consulting the people... Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. This story always cracks me up a little bit because I imagine this scene when Jehoshaphat tells the choir they're going to be leading the charge, that they're going to the front line. I remember way back, in the 80s. I played in the army band. In fact, I was part of that elite band of fighting tuba players <laughs> that kept the world safe from the advance of the Soviet Union. But I could just picture the look on everybody's faces if one day we were told, all right, grab your instruments. We're going to the front. Talk about shock and awe. But look what happens. Verses 22 through 24. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. 
After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. Wow, what a scene. I mean, man, you know that these singers never stop talking about this. It's like, Grandpa, not that story again. But look at the song that they sang. Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. It was simple. It wasn't four verses chock full of weighty theological truth. It was one line that expressed thanksgiving and declared God's goodness. And as such, it became a prophetic act. That is, it was a physical action that resulted in a spiritual reaction. The physical action was praise and thanksgiving. The spiritual reaction was the release of God's power to bring victory and glory to God in their situation. It brought about a change in the spiritual atmosphere that manifested in a victory in the physical realm. They never even had to actually fire a shot, if you would, or throw a spear or draw a sword. The enemy all turned on one another, and not one survived. You know, I always wondered how the last two guys died. I don't know if they just stabbed each other at the same time or, or how that went. But as a picture, this illustrates why corporate worship and prayer are so important. As we sing songs together that declare God's goodness, his love and his grace, and we express our thankfulness to him, not only are we ministering to the Lord, but we're delivering blows to the spiritual forces of evil present in people's lives that are in our midst. And even throughout our city, we're engaging in spiritual warfare. Ephesians 3, 10 and 11 says, God's intent was that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Part of God's method of advancing his kingdom, both in our lives personally, in the church corporately, and in the city spiritually, is through the church, God's people, declaring what God accomplished in Jesus Christ our Lord. This releases God's power to change the spiritual atmosphere, with the result being victories being won and God's kingdom, his reign, being advanced. This holds true for my life personally, as it does for a united church who gather to worship in a geographic area. If you've ever seen the transformation videos put out by the Sentinel Group, there's the story of Kali Columbia and the amazing testimony of God's transformation of that city. As God was moving in miraculous ways throughout that city, there was an event where the churches from all over the city gathered to worship in a stadium, and the mayor came to dedicate the city to the Lord. The morning after this event, the headlines of the newspaper read, No Murders. It was the first time in anybody's memory that 24 hours had passed in that city without a single murder being committed. It was a sign that something had happened in the spiritual atmosphere over the city. Several years ago, a friend of mine shared with me about a similar event in a Central American city 
after which the crime rate in that city dropped by almost 50%. Jehoshaphat's choir was the prototype for worshiping armies all over the world who understand that the transforming power of God is released when God's people praise and worship him. This is one of the ways the church takes the kingdom of God to the gates of hell with praise and thanksgiving. And what did Jesus say? That the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The simple act of worship through praising God and giving thanks to him is powerful on so many levels. It changes our perspective and aligns our thinking with God's truth and God's perspective, which is actual truth and reality. It creates a pathway for God. When we are thankful, God is able to change our hearts and bring to us a peace that passes understanding. And it releases God's power in the heavenly realms to defeat the enemy and bring about victories in our lives and beyond for his glory. Today, let us, as the Bible says in Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. May the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, become a non-negotiable daily practice. Let's you and I be like Jehoshaphat's army, who lead the procession, declaring, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Amen.